Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Thanks, Naomi. It's great to be with you this evening. And uh, I want to uh, think about some of the things that happened last year, and uh, one in particular. And that was um, Marcus Rashford and what he did to help the urban poor in our nation. And uh, he basically set a campaign up to... Uh, have free school meals all the way through the uh, summer holidays and uh, as many of you will know he basically got the government to change their minds which was an amazing thing to do and there was a film about him a kind of documentary and uh, he, he admitted that it was very uh, unusual for him to open himself up and be uh, kind of exposed the way he was, but because he was brought up on a very poor estate with a single mum and just relied on free school meals, he had massive compassion for those people in the nation who actually were going to be deprived from them. And one of the highlights of the documentary was uh, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson actually ringing him up and saying to him, look, we're going to do this, this and this to help uh, the vulnerable children in our nation. What Marcus Rashford did was he engendered a massive sense of urgency in the nation and in particular the politicians of our nation to actually do something. And that was motivated by a, a compassion that came from who he was. He, he had lived it, he understood what it was like uh, to go without food and he knew what his mum had gone through and she was there also in that documentary and uh, I was really struck by the kind of urgency he had. In fact there was a, another article written, I just read about it this last weekend, that basically says he's kind of the, the head, uh, you know, the figurehead of the um, uh, organisation to uh, bring food to these people. And uh, the person who was being interviewed said, he's not a figurehead, we're just running to keep up with him. He's kind of motoring us along, very different to the normal uh, kind of patron of these things. But I want to bring to our attention the fact that urgency needed to be created in the minds and hearts of people motivated by compassion for something to get done, for change to happen. Last summer, I was uh, reading again one of my heroes, and that was Hudson Taylor. And uh, he went as a missionary to China, and all the uh, missionaries were on the uh, outside of the, uh, in, on the edge of China, on the coast, coastal uh, parts where it was a little bit more safe. And he felt, no, I want to go into inland China. I want to reach the multitudes were lost. So he uh, saw many people saved, eventually came back to the UK and uh, started to tell people about uh, the need of inland China. He had massive compassion for 
this nation. And uh, we read that one day he was actually in Brighton in a service with about a thousand people who were worshipping God. And he, he, he couldn't get over the fact that these people felt like self-contained. They, they, they had no kind of wish to think about the millions who were lost. And so he left them in service, went on the beach, and basically, it's, he said that actually uh, he had agony, a spiritual agony. And uh, he said, I, I wandered out on the sands alone in great spiritual agony. And he said, there, God, the Lord conquered my unbelief. And really, that unbelief was, can I actually ask numbers of people to go to inland China? could well die on the boat trip there and if they didn't do that could easily die two at a time that's all they were going to in to whole swathes of inland China and uh, he said God conquered my unbelief and I believe that yeah God could do it and so he prayed there and then for 24 workers and that was for uh, 22 of them 11 teams to go into inland China and just as an extra he said God send two to Mongolia um, and if China wasn't big enough he just thought no I want two to go to Mongolia and you know out of that we have seen millions of Chinese people now becoming Christians it will be one of the biggest Christian nations in the world soon isn't that remarkable only 150 years ago uh, that that all happened it was so what i'm trying to emphasize is this is that compassion for the multitudes compassion for the hungry made marcus rashford and hudson taylor actually do something extraordinary and in hudson taylor's uh world to believe god that god could send people into this massive harvest field. John Cotter, a writer, um, writes in the Harvard Business Review about companies who want to increase their profitability, want to actually increase their market share. And he makes this um, astute point. He says this, that the one thing that makes it work above anything else is creating a sense of urgency that it needs to happen. And what he's really saying is this, if the directors, if the managers don't feel the urgency, nothing will happen, nothing will change. In fact, another CEO put it this way, you've got to make the status quo, that is what is now, more dangerous than launching into the unknown. That's a great thing, because effectively we think the future of change is dangerous. Well, basically, if we stay still, it can be even more dangerous. And so it's I want to talk about in my first point, this whole thing of compassion that leads to urgency an urgency that leads to change. And I want to read from Matthew chapter nine and verse 34 and uh, 35 it says this Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom and he healed every kind of disease and illness if I was part of the disciples I'd have thought this is what I've signed up for this is great 
we follow Jesus and we come to a village and everybody is healed. Then to an, walk to another village, everybody is healed. And then we have this extraordinary situation. And it says, when Jesus saw the crowds, now it's not that the crowds in front of him, they were all healed. They were all being looked after. No, he had a vision, a bit like Hudson Taylor did, of the whole of Israel. Hudson Taylor was the whole of uh, China and Mongolia. It's like in his mind, he captured uh, the people who, who were lost and helpless, exactly like Hudson Taylor um, had done. And it says this, he had compassion on them, exactly like Mark Richard Hudson Taylor, because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And uh, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. And uh, fundamentally, can you see that something broke in Jesus, something in his guts? That's the re that's actually the real word there that's that meant that going from one village to another, in our words, just setting up one site and then waiting for a while to set up another one, wasn't enough for the need of Israel. He was going to die in a couple of years' time, and he wanted every village, every person to hear the good news that God had become flesh. The kingdom of God was here among them, and uh, it uh, motivated him to do some extraordinary things and to actually break up what was this brilliant situation but wasn't brilliant enough, wasn't good enough, wasn't big enough that the kingdom of God uh, could come. You know, there's a massive need in our nation and in our city for the kingdom of God to be preached, for churches, for sites, for communities of believers to be raised up right in every town, in every road, in every district, in every part of this city. There's, you know, nearly three million people in greater manchester and the church is actually so small and we've got such good news and i believe god wants to break our hearts he did for me as i was reading this last summer um, that god can you multiply us six times can you basically get us out and start site after site that it's too small a thing to wait another two years for one site and i felt god starting to speak to me you think about doing it six more sites off the bat. Think about starting six, not just the next one, but six. And I felt God break my heart through the summer as I studied and I read Hudson Taylor, read what Jesus did there and uh, praying to the Lord of the harvest. And so that's my second point. And that is this. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers in the harvest field. And uh, so often when we think about starting new things, so often when we think about uh, starting six more sites, the first thing someone says, in fact, it, they said to me the other day exactly this, we haven't even got enough worship leaders for the site we've got. How can we multiply that? You know, every time something new starts, 
the first thing we think about is have we got enough musicians have we got enough preachers have we got a right venues have we got even a congregation to gather together as the enough small group leaders jesus says this in answer to that pray to the lord of the harvest that he will send workers into the harvest field it's interesting when he sent out the 72 it's he he, he sends out 72 others it's like 12 going out wasn't uh, going to be enough i'm going to send 72 others and he says as you go pray this prayer ask the lord of the harvest to send workers into his harvest field so he doesn't just say it to the 12 he says it again and we find that um, in luke chapter 12 you know i travel around and help lots of churches it's part of my day job and uh, lots of churches ask you know can you help us in growth even movements you know how do we multiply and uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm there with them. And then basically, very quickly, the, they'll say, you know what, Colin, it's all right you saying this, but we haven't got enough people as it is with what we've got. It, it really exasperates me. It gets me a little bit annoyed, actually. And I say, do you not believe the Bible? The Bible says this, God is the Lord of the harvest and he will send workers and I think sometimes people don't have enough because they don't give away and there's something about it says give and he will be given to you we think about that in cash but actually it's exactly the same in every aspect of life and I believe this as we ask the Lord of the harvest to give us workers to start six new sites as we give away in each of our sites some people to start the next one I believe this God will give us more and more and more. I remember when we were about 30 people in um, uh, east of the city, the other side of Gorton, and, uh, the, uh, and thinking about how do we reach people? And I felt God speak to me, you need to start a church in Fallowfield with students. And I said to the people there, I said, I want us to pray for a student worker. And they looked at me a bit gone out, you know, why do we want to go to Fallowfield? We're, we're miles away. And I, I believe God has said to me, go into the student area, raise up young people who will actually become missionaries for me, not only in the east part of Manchester, but into the world. And so basically, just a few, a few months later, I learned that Tim Simmons had had a dream to come to Manchester. And I learned that from his pastor who came to see me to get some advice on some issues he was facing and it was in that conversation and when he said it to me I knew God had answered after I could give you and I haven't got time time after time after time where God has come through and given us workers in fact I can honestly say some of you even on this kind of zoom call on the Facebook a feed that some of you are looking at some of you are answers to this prayer because God has called you to be part of who we are so compassion leads us to motivation it leads us to a sense of urgency that urgency leads us to vulnerability because we've got to get out and do something and it leaves us kind of feeling is we haven't got enough and Jesus said pray to the lord of the harvest that he would send 
workers into the harvest field. I have a thing as well that praying to the Lord of the harvest, sometimes we think, is it just wishful thinking? Where does this six come from? You know, can you, and so, sometimes the, you can rob yourself because uh, you think to yourself, are we just making this up? And, and we do need to hear God. What is God saying? I felt actually when we prayed for Tim and Vicky, although I didn't know their names, I've never even met them. I did know God had spoken about going into Fallowfield. And basically when I first came to Manchester, 20 30 years ago now I felt God speak to me directly plant 20 churches and uh, I had prophetic words and uh, I know lots of people thought I was balmy but actually we went on it and done about 14 and actually it was thinking about them in the summer that actually and reading Hudson Taylor maybe think about a prophetic word that I got a year earlier and sometimes when you had a prophetic word 30 years ago you think okay that's kind of, that's all gone. That's, you know, what's the new word that God is saying? And uh, Mike Pulavacci picked me out of a crowd and basically said this, that, you know, you had dreams, you had, I, you, you, you had a dream and, uh, and somehow you've lost a bit of confidence. He said, he said this, forgive me, if it's if compliant, but you've lost a bit of confidence in yourself in the, and in the way the and this in the way the Lord wants to restore that. And then he says this: the Lord wants to say to you, the dreams he gave you, the things that you saw, I think it's to do with planting churches. I think it's to do with raising up communities that will reach, that will reach many, many with the gospel. They were from him and they were not your imagination wow and then he says this i break the power of that lie that it was your imagination and they were from him and i was reading this i was reading hudson taylor and i was praying god give us six more sites and i was praying god give us workers i pray to you the lord of the harvest god you said you said 30 years ago you said just over a year ago your word is that you want us to plant sites. It's from you. Wow. I'm so excited about this coming year. I'm excited because I might have a holiday and I didn't have one last year. I'm excited about that I can have loads of barbecues and I hardly had any last year. I'm excited about a lot of things that I'm sure you are as well. I'm excited about meetings of my grandchildren that I haven't seen for ages. But I tell you this, I'm excited beyond anything that I can express that God has spoken. God has spoken. Plant those sites. Get to the 20. Six more will get to 20. I'm 65 this year. In a former life, I'll retire this year. I've got one more year to go and then I'm going to retire or go part time. Anyway, you'll still have me around because I want to see these six up and running but God has spoken and God says pray to the Lord of the harvest and he will send you workers that's our prayer that's what we're going to be praying this year to start six I want us to get into that northern quarter I want us to reach a cracking 
church site in the northern quarter i want us to reach spanish-speaking people and rosie's got a, a little group and we're going to see what god will do there with that i want us to get into tameside i want us to get into some of the poorer parts of the east of the city i want us to get into stockport i have a little group that i'm in mainly indian people indian nurses and and uh, and others and i said to them the other day i said wouldn't it great to have an urdu speaking sight and uh, you can see their eyes lighting up and uh, and you know God has spoken that we should have another six sites I firmly believe it I firmly believe it's on his heart I believe God got hold of Mike Pilavachi when I was thinking I'm getting a bit old for this I wonder if actually um you know it, it, it's it's a, a new day for a new thing and he coming back and saying no it was from me and it's like a recommissioning for this day we're about 200 300 250 300 adults wouldn't it be great to get to 500 500 people means more lost people more broken people more people like the 18 to 25 who year olds who are suffering from uh, uh, low self-worth and depression that's i think 45 percent um have some uh, uh kind of mental health kind of uh, issues low mood we want to see church that reaches out to these people we want to see the broken into families we want to see the homeless into families we want to see the church of jesus christ rising up you know there's so much happening in this city lots of great churches and um, i've never been in a city with so much unity i've been part of it for the last 25 years and i i pray with about 10 20 church leaders every friday morning on zoom and uh, it's great what God is doing. I want us to raise our game. I want us to add to the multitude that's happening because we want to see this city change. We want the kingdom to come. We want to come out of COVID, not just hugging each other. And I, we want to do that. Not just barbecuing together. And we want to do that. We want our neighbours to be hugged. We want our neighbours in for barbecues. We want our neighbours to find Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who lived and died, who rose again, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Praying, interceding for us, that we would extend his kingdom, that we would have the joy of seeing many sons and daughters come into glory. And so, to finish, Jesus had compassion his heart broke you know we're not going to do anything we're not going to have the sense of urgency across our communities unless we have a broken heart for the lost and the needy of this city we'll just in a sense do all the things that self-satisfy and i say a lot of these things are just going to be great and i'm going to be on the front foot don't you believe it but my heart's broken for something bigger than that I need to pray. And we're going to, this next week, we're going to pray every morning. I'm going to lead the prayer meeting, 7.30, be there, praying for many things. But also every day we're going to pray, God, send workers into this harvest field. And on the Friday evening, we're going to pray as well. Big prayer meeting. But I want the morning ones to be big as well. 7.30 for half an hour. And then 
after that next week, every Friday till Easter, I'm going to lead a prayer meeting on Friday morning, 7.30 till 8. And we're going to specifically pray for these six new sites. We're going to pray for Spanish people. We're going to pray for the poor people in the east side of the city. We're going to pray for the northern quarter. We're going to pray for Stockport. We're going to pray for Chorton. We're going to pray maybe... God, could you have an Urdu speaking group? Lord, we want to see some sites reaching into different places. And we want workers. We want people who will join together to have a go to see the lost reach. And then in May, we're going to have our big give offering. Normally it's for mission. Last year, we just took a different route because of the covid epidemic and we put an extra one for the poor which meant that over three offerings we raised over a hundred thousand remarkable but we're going to go back to our normal routine in may for mission and in november for the poor and so this mission offering we want to raise seventy-two thousand pound to seed fund each one of these sites now we probably won't raise seventy-two thousand first time so we'll do it the next year and the next year to raise 72,000 so that we can pray for the Lord of the harvest and give them resources and people as he sends workers in. And Tim and Andy Brownlee are going to run some training for anybody who thinks I'd like to be involved. I'm not a leader or I am a leader, mate. You don't, but you don't have to be a leader, I guess. Just want to be involved and want to learn how can I start something? Rosie said to me, what do I do next if I want to have some of these Spanish people that I'm helping into a community. What do I do next? Well, that's exactly what that course is going to do. Help us to do, say what we're going to do next.